0: Hello dear listeners and welcome to the VBA podcast my name is Leila Oresme. and I'm Cristina Tumino and today's episode is with a very special guest Richard Abbott and Richard would you like to introduce yourself for those who don't know who you are yet?
1: Uh, well, uh, I, my name is Richard Abbott and I practice all day long doing things like numerology and tarot and psychic and mystical development and healing and things like this. And I've been doing that for all of my adult life, really.
2: Yes. So, um, and I know you wrote as well, many books.
1: Oh, okay. yeah. I forgot about that. I've written 10, 11 books. Writing another one, always making notes for the next one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, very interesting. Maybe we can talk about those at the end. Um, So um, we, in uh, our previous episode, episode number nine, uh, we talk about solitude. And uh, we know that you associate, if I'm correct, you associate yourself with the tarot card, the hermit, that has to do in some way with solitude Uh, for those they don't know, uh, the hermit is represented by this old man walking alone uh, and holding a, a lantern. Um, so can you maybe elaborate about on the idea of solitude and maybe the journey of the hermit? Uh,
1: well, in the card, we, there's a number of things to focus on. You can either focus on the fact that the, the person in the card is probably an old man, um, or you could focus on the fact that, that the person in the card is alone. Or you can focus on the fact that he's carrying a light. I mean, all those things are true. But to me, the important bit is the two important bits are the fact that he's alone. Not the fact that he's old, the fact that he's alone uh, and carrying a carrying a lantern. So to me, the path of the hermit and the the idea of solitude is, is that by withdrawing from noise and madness and and the craziness of people and the craziness of the world by withdrawing from all that you actually get a chance to see and to hear the truth of things much more clearly much more clearly so example actually example so i was uh i was foolishly looking at uh twitter when i had my lunch a little bit of lunch about half an hour ago and, and I was I was saying to myself what I always say when I foolishly look at me, which is these people are insane. Because the commentary which is taking place on Twitter, you can pick any topic you like, really. It is insane. It, it bears no relationship to any kind of view that I hold in any way, shape or form. So by looking at Twitter, by getting involved in the madness, I am... Uh, I am dumber by doing it. I am more confused by doing it. I know less by doing it. By switching that off and being in some kind of solitude to myself with my own thoughts, with my light, then I can actually then make sense of what is going on. And I would suggest that's not just me. That is something which we could all do.
0: Yeah, no, it makes sense. So how does one start the the journey on it? How... How does it begin and what can someone, what can they expect from such a journey and also maybe what they should avoid along the way?
1: Well, um, so in order to, in order to start the journey, if I may say that first, in order to start the journey, in order to do the journey seriously, you have to kind of give up on the idea, a very popular idea, um, of the wisdom of crowds. So a lot of people talk about, and particularly a lot of people that are online will talk about the wisdom of crowds. So occasionally on Twitter, again, just to pick that example, you will find somebody who will say, they'll have a lot of Twitter followers and they'll have a, they'll have a problem or question in their life. And they'll say, okay, Twitter, uh, tell me how to do this. And they'll get like 50, 100, 2000 responses about how to do the thing that they've asked about. And they will assume that they have crowdsourced some wisdom because crowds are wise and know stuff the path of solitude the path of the hermit says exactly the opposite the path of the hermit says crowds know nothing crowds herd together like sheep and they all go over the cliff together they know and and what one person what one person shouts loudly that distorts the the general atmosphere so so crowds know nothing and you have to you have to of be willing to work with that idea in order to bother with any sort of quest for solitude at all the flip side to that is is that if you reject the crowd it doesn't have to be twitter it could be any any group activity you reject the crowd and you say well these people don't know this mass of people they don't know who does know well okay i'll go my own way and see if i can find out the risk there is is that you become self-absorbed Because the risk there is is that you then say, well, nobody else knows anything ever. And I'm the only one that knows all the things. And that's equally crazy and equally imbalanced. So it is a matter of balance between those two extremes. But it's a kind of balance that that Yearn leans, tends in the direction of saying, the crowd ain't wise.
0: Mm -hmm. so what would you say to someone who is used to being around maybe like a friendship group and they always had a good sense of belonging then maybe not used to being like the loner or the introvert what would you say to them like if they are so used to having good friends around them then maybe help each other all the time what what would be the key to kind of invite them into this path?
1: Well, there we should have good friends that that we help and and help us if we can, um, but that doesn't mean that we all have to think the same. It doesn't mean that we all have to see the world in the same way. In my view, if you've got a good friendship group, if it's a real friendship group, then they're not going to mind if you if if you think x and they think y then they're not going to mind that if they're a real friendship group if it's a friendship group where they insist that you see the world like they do well you know fair enough but that's not much of a friendship group in my view because then they're not really allowing they're not really allowing for your uniqueness the other thing i'd say there is actually i don't think i don't think being part of a friendship group, or even a family for that matter, is all that enjoyable for everybody. Certainly some people like it, they appreciate it. They'd much rather be, um, go along with the crowd, the group, the family, than they would go their own way. Some people certainly think like that, but by no means everybody, by no means everybody. I'm, I'm not the only one to have grown up, uh, involved in social groups and sometimes thinking, who are these people that I'm with? I'm not the only one to think that. I know I'm not the only one that thinks that. So I think there's many more people that, that are in friendship groups, families, you know, gatherings of some kind, and sit there. They're physically there, but they're not really there because they don't feel. But they don't feel part of it. And people like that are already on the journey. They've already started the journey to essentially going within. That's essentially what, the path of the hermit is about going within going away from the noise and trying to find the signal they've already begun that journey
2: yeah and then when you go within my understanding is that you start to find your own truth or what i mean what interests uh you can get like um what are the things that you can get very interested in and then from there you can confront yourself in the group and in the, in, in, in with the crowds. And actually, it's not even about being bringing out your uniqueness, and, but as well to grow, because it's a confrontation. Like you have different kinds of view, uh, points of view. And maybe your point of view can be, uh, I mean, you have a point of view because you have done, I don't know, your research or you have your own beliefs. And then the fact that there is somebody else that thinks differently might actually make you think in another way, or make you it leads you to something else that can be even completely different to your previous point of view and the one of another person. So it' growth, that is growth.
1: hundred uh, percent. and I'm not suggesting that uh, we should reject other people uh, entirely or even at all. I'm just I'm just highlighting the fact that I mean, for example, a lot of people, not all, but a lot of people when they have conversations, okay? They're not really say two people having a conversation. They're not really listening to each other. What's happening is, and you can see this, and maybe you've done it yourself. I've done it, certainly. Person A says something, and person B is waiting for person A to shut up so that person B can say what they are going to say anyway. And then person A shuts up and waits for what person B waits for person B to be quiet so that they can say whatever they were going to say anyway. And you can certainly see this online. You can certainly see it online that people are not conversing. They're not people are not responding to each other. They're saying what they were going to say anyway. And that all of that, whenever that happens, OK, you know, sometimes it happens because we're letting off steam. But whenever that happens, there's, there's no there's, there's not much value going on there. And, and I would rather leave those kind of interactions. And tune in internally to try and find out some truth.
2: Yeah, we were saying it's about developing the ears, like being able to listen. And maybe you can start by learning to listen, like, inside some way.
1: But also being willing to listen. I mean, yeah,
0: it's,
1: not, it's not just the ability to do these things, it's the desire to do these things. The, the, the path of the hermit begins when you, you know, in it's, it's very early stages, the path of the hermit begins when you realize the crowd is not wise. So it's not even a question, okay, well, what techniques do we need? You've begun it. The, the moment you, you look at a group and go, you're all mental, this is all crazy. You're all screaming about something and it's completely insane what you're talking about. And you you clock that in your head, you've begun the path of the hermit because you now know that the crowd is not the repository of knowledge not and that's now that's hard because our whole our whole society actually is built on the idea that the crowd is the repository of knowledge and it's it's just so not absolutely not um you know some people refer to google as the hive mind um you know the repository of everything that you would ever want to know about anything ever is on google and i can tell you for a fact there could be nothing further from the truth there is nothing further from the truth than that. Everything that you would ever want to know is absolutely not on Google. But if you believe it is, you know, you're in, you're in the crowd. The moment you realise it's not, the moment you come across information and knowledge and it's not anywhere to be found on Google, you've found it somewhere else, and I don't mean a different search engine, I mean somewhere else entirely, then you've begun the path of the hermit. Uh, and, and it will it will continue for you. For probably a long time
0: okay so what about what if someone says that's fine i'm ready i can recognize that the crowd isn't wise but how do i listen how do i actually use my inner hearing what is the process with that
1: a big part of that is you have to slow your life down I have been very uh, impatient in my life, and for many years, I—I I mean, I'm quite busy now, but for many years, I would—I would spend my life running around, left, right, centre. Me. I mean, when I was in my twenties, I would—I would have driven 300 miles somewhere, or got a train, or got a flight somewhere. And you know, the moment I'm—the moment I'm—I'm I'm in my house, I'm getting changed to go out again, like two seconds later. And and there was, you know, there was, I never had a, a second to sit and think with myself. And and actually, for a lot of people, a lot of people are like that. And it's very telling because they don't want a second to sit and think to themselves. That's the thing. So you've got to slow your life down. Um, so it means, it means boring things like you eat breakfast slowly and in silence. I don't mean in some kind of like, you know, monastery kind of way I just mean that you don't need to have the radio on and the telly on and and be looking on your phone while you're eating breakfast while before you run out the door all of that you'll not hear any any inner voice if you do any of that because you're being stimulated you're being overstimulated life has to slow down in order to stand a chance of doing this there's lots of techniques but the techniques are, are not the point it's you can't do any of them if your life is not slower
0: so if someone has like a very demanding job let's say and they're always working can they what is the way for them how can they do that
1: they may have a demanding job but it's it's a choice on their part and it is a choice on their part because i've been this person it's a choice on their part whether they do that job 24 7 and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter what that job is. You don't have to do it 24 seven. You are able, right? So here's a mobile phone, right? You are able to switch it off. Yeah. But we are able to switch it off for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour. We're, we're allowed to do that. Don't tell me that you're not, don't, people don't tell me that you're not allowed to do it. You are allowed to do it. All this, this nonsense about, you know, I've gotta be, I've gotta be connected 24 seven, it's garbage you're allowed to switch it off occasionally and it's during and it's about giving yourself permission to switch it off and then using that time wisely so if you've got a super demanding job and you've got to be at your desk at eight o'clock in the morning well okay fair enough but maybe you can take 20 minutes maybe you can take 15 minutes once you've got up in the morning had a shower before you get ready before you go out without your phone without your email without anything and just slow and breathe and that's the beginning because then you're listening to something else not the the constant stimulation it's a beginning anyway
2: even going before um, before going to sleep like stop for at least half an hour and do and i think the same advice you were given now is valid for parents like their children families are very busy and i know that some families, they live more like a reactive life rather than being proactive and organizing themselves. But yeah, it's as well, I think it's very feasible, even if you are a super busy family.
1: It's very feasible and actually it's it's extremely necessary because uh, I mean, what's the old uh, what's the old saying with I'm going to get the saying wrong. You should meditate every day. Uh, you should meditate for 20 minutes every day, except if you're super busy. In which case you should meditate for an hour okay so forget meditation just like slowing and chilling for a second when i was in my 20s i cultivated the skill of being able to fall asleep standing up on the tube okay because and seriously i i could do it and i would refresh myself i could have 10 minutes and i would be absolutely refreshed afterwards why was i doing this because i was in the office at eight in the morning but it's, I'd only got to my house at four o'clock that morning because i have been in the club till three in the morning. So I I know all about what leading a super demanding, reactive, intensely busy life is. Mm. Life, I know what that's all about. And you can pause it sometimes. In fact, you should.
2: Yeah, I think it's a matter of organization, like in getting done, uh, as you said, 15 minutes and not 15 minutes looking at the phone but it is a matter
1: of organization but i but really what i think it is but precedes organization it's a matter of will is what i think it is or even not even will maybe it's a matter of of belief because we are in this belief and it's unconscious in most of us because it's, it's pumped at us every second that the the crowd knows the hive mind knows the group knows and and so I'm that's why I'm saying gonna unplug from that concept because the group really doesn't know. The group really is not the repository of any kind of wisdom at all. No way, never, not ever. Gotta unplug from that belief, and then you've begun.
0: Yeah. We were talking about um solitude in our previous episode. And what we were saying is that also a lot of people because they have become so dependent and almost addicted to constant stimulation. It's like, they just don't know how to behave. It's like, they, they just don't know what to do with themselves. When there's like a mo- moment of silence, they feel uncomfortable. It makes them feel weird or they might feel anxious or scared because they're just, they've never given the time to like enter their inner world and just spend time with their own thoughts. So yeah, it just, creates a lot of anxiety and tension in them.
1: It does. uh, But in my experience, it's a problem um, for all sectors of society. I mean, I know people who. Are 60, 65 years old, and so they should know better, who have a television on in the living room with Sky News and Jeremy Vine on BBC Two on the radio in the kitchen. And then um, uh, BBC, uh, BBC One on in the garage. And, and these, these things are on all the time so that when they walk from room to room, there's never any opportunity for them to hear their own thoughts. Never any opportunity. they move from uh, Kay Burley's voice to Jeremy Vine's voice to somebody else's voice. And it's just yap, 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 all day long from the moment they get up to the moment they go to bed. And they'll think that they're informed and wise and knowledgeable and all they're doing is thinking other people's thoughts and parroting and repeating other people's thoughts. And huh? they might they might sorry they might be in the house all day long on their own, and they'll call it solitude. And it's nothing to do with solitude because it's yap 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 from other people's voices all the time.
0: Yeah, that's that's such, it's definitely. But not what special.
2: about you know? I'm thinking about these young uh, people that they can study, for instance, only if they have music in the ears or like they are complete all the time listening to music and music i believe is the same concept right
0: like
1: it is the same thing it is the same thing yeah it is um it absolutely is
0: part of me thinks that um this is a big part what part of why a lot of people actually enjoy holiday because when they go on holiday is they've taken out of their routine and it's like no one really watches the news when they're on holiday Right. They just look at the views and just really spend time in the moment. That's usually the time when people turn off their phones and they don't really answer calls from work. Well, some people do, (laughs) but it it breaks the pattern when they're actually kind of just. In the moment, rather than just constantly listening to stuff from outside.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um... I mean, a lot of it is to do with fear of missing out. <clears throat> if you take a path of solitude, path of the hermit, then, uh, well, you know, you might miss something. Mm. In my experience, you won't, you won't be missing anything. You won't be missing anything.
0: I think you actually miss a lot more when you don't take that path.
1: 100%. A lot yeah.
0: more on who you really are. And... But, you,
1: but you don't know that you're missing it because you, you've never done it, so you don't know what you're missing.
0: Mm. So, tell us about um, the inner world. What kind of, what do you understand by that term? What should people know about it?
1: Because, well, okay. So, so a lot of people will say, so the, the phrase the inner world is, uh, is used and misused. Some people will say um, that the inner world is, is the place where you have your private thoughts. That you don't tell anybody, so the inner world is where you can pretend that maybe one day you'll you'll retire from work and go and live in the south of France and be a painter. you know that, that's that's your inner world, some will say. Um, that's not the inner world as I as I know it. The inner world as I as I know it, and, and this is very hard to describe, so it may sound completely crazy. but the inner world, as I understand it, is a uh, demonstrable objective place that is non-visible, non-visible, non-material. In other words, when we have our eyes open, we are accessing the outer world. When we have our eyes closed, we are accessing the inner world. And one of the ways to think of this is that they are they are 50-50. It's not that the outer world is 95% of our experience and the inner world is 5% of our experience. Uh, 50% outside, 50% inside. And it's the place where all sorts of uh, spiritual, mystical kind of experiences and insights can be, can be accessed and can, uh, can be learned. It's very hard to describe the idea of it. It's really something that has to be experienced Really, something that has to be um, tried and then and discovered for oneself, and then then you know the nearest thing to it, but it isn't. It isn't really it. The nearest thing to it is what happens in your dreams. So, in your dreams, you uh, can do all sorts of amazing, incredible, and magical things that you can't do when you've got your eyes open. And we've all had the The sense that now and again you'll have a dream and it will be so real it will feel so real that when you wake up for a couple of minutes after you wake up it's as if it really happened and you're trying to continue your outer world life as if you know carrying on from that because it was so real it was so vivid and we all have that experience at some time in our lives and that is the that's the essence of what the inner world is
0: so would you say, is this the place where, um, for example, a lot of saints talk about having visions and talking to angels and things like that? Are they saying that about the experiences they had in the inner world or were the angels actually really physically here?
1: Oh, it would be in the inner world, without a doubt.
0: Okay. That makes but
1: sense. it would be super real just in the same way that a vivid dream would be super real.
0: So where's the line between this and imagination or is imagination linked to the inner world?
1: Uh, It's linked uh, and we might also say, well, where's the line between this and delusion and total craziness? We might say too. The, anything that would occur in the inner world, your inner world would be real if it is not what you expect, and this is the crucial point, if you go into your inner world, and, okay, there's a question there, how do you get into your inner world? But if you go into your inner world and, and you know, you are some magnificent hero or heroine, uh, just like you want it always to be, and, you know, suddenly your hair is beautiful and it's not in your ordinary your life, but suddenly in your dream it is, and, and you wear glasses in the outer world and suddenly you don't have to wear glasses in the inner world and everything's amazing and you're fantastic and all that kind of stuff. That's not, that's imagination. That's imagination. That's, that's self-delusion. The inner well, world... I'm oh, sorry. No, just to say, the, the inner world is, some, is always unexpected. That's yeah,
2: even it. the questions, I would say, the answers you would like to receive kind of the moment that you would like to receive an answer and that's what you get maybe it's not actually the answer that you really needed to get maybe it's you your father, your imagination like you kind of uh, interfering with uh the real kind of knowledge
1: the it's hard to describe it has to be experienced without the experience it's maybe that what we're saying here doesn't make sense it mm. it's the the inner, anything that any insights that you would come to any any information that you would gather any ideas that you would get answers that you would find in the inner world are not likely to be things that enable you to confirm your prejudices so if you go, if you go into the inner world and you and you come out. So if you so you you hate you hate Donald Trump and you go into the inner world and your inner world contact tells you yeah yeah yeah, yeah hate Donald Trump that's the way forward. Well, you're not in your inner world. You are having a conversation with your own mind, and and that's not nothing to do with the inner world at all. And that's not because of who Donald Trump is or isn't. It's just that if you've gone in and just confirmed your prejudices and come out stronger in your preconceived ideas, that's not the inner world. That's not what it's about. It's about Finding a new level of answer, either a different answer or a new level of answer, new level of understanding.
2: And I understand, if I'm correct, there is a link. Well, in my experience and your teachings, there is a strong link between the inner world and the outer world, if we want to call it outer, like the one that we experience with our body and our senses.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there's a link from one to the other and back again. Um, to, to we're talking about the inner world but there, there, are, there are certain things that you have to do to fully access it to the degree that we're talking about but the point I'm trying to make is is that when you can take some time in solitude and life a little bit slower and less stimulation and, uh, and less input from others and and not just accept that the crowd knows everything when you can let go of all of that you're you're going into the inner world gently without any extravagant practices, you're going into the inner world because you're starting to think in a way that is different from the norm and the moment that you're starting to think something that is different from the norm, you're on your journey into the inner world and it's not just a matter of being rebellious or contrarian, it's a matter of saying the crowd hasn't got it right, what is right, okay I don't know what's right but then it kind of when you're in solitude it can kind of come to you the answer can come to you in some way
2: i remember once you told me this example long time ago you were saying like if uh, in your head is too busy because i don't know you're thinking oh i need to do that this morning i need to prepare that i need to uh, go to work i need to uh, organize this or i'm going then out with friends or oh, music is coming or oh, uh, news i'm listening to it so your head is so full that you cannot hear the voice, the wisdom that is coming from within telling you what to do. So that's why you need to slow down to like, make like remove a bit of that noise. So then you can actually can actually hear what is like, what is telling you to say. And that makes perfect sense to me, sense.
1: Absolutely. So, so there's an argument to say that um, in order to know to really know what is going on in the world, in life, in the universe, and everything, your essential qualification is not five PhDs and, uh, you know, an extensive catalogue of published works and super fame. That's not what you need in order to know what's really going on. And in fact, more likely, if you've got those things, you've got no clue what's going on in the world, actually. The people that have got a real clue of what's going on in the world, are people that don 't have any of those qualifications and who rely upon what we would call kind of ancestral wisdom right they don 't they don't know why x y z is not true they, they don't know why, but they know that it 's not true and it 's not because they are thick and prejudiced and led by um led by the nose by by propaganda it's because they sit to themselves and and think about it on their own level to themselves against the crowd and they just know they just know what's what so and all that's and everybody's got access to that but we lose access to it when we are constantly filling up on a diet of information that is actually not information it's just really propaganda
0: I think yeah. this is also a way to actually connect with God and actually have that time where you can connect and sort of hear God's guidance. Or maybe, does that make sense? I think it's like when people like ha- take the time out for like prayer, that's pretty much what they're doing. It's like they go into their inner world. And this is how they can actually access God. And God is the the highest aspect of truth is basically God. So
1: The, the voice of guidance, God, if you like, the voice of guidance is always available, but we are not always available to it. Right. So when we don't know what we need to do, it's because we have, straight away from the source of knowledge and truth that's that's how it goes the voice of guidance is always available the tap is always on it's that that we walk away we walk away from the tap we need to and and the only way we can get back to the tap and drink from the water is by rejecting the crowd and going into some situation which requires some degree of slow solitude that's that's the path to it. The voice of guidance is always available. It is us that, that leave it, not it. It doesn't leave us. We leave it.
2: Yeah, and maybe we start by doing kind of self-work on that respect. Because when we are in solitude, maybe we can start to understand more about who we are, what is it that doesn't work, what it works. And slowly, slowly, we actually start to get closer because you, we, are, we start to listen to that voice and we get kind of naturally closer to the voice. And then we can get closer then to God and, and, and,
0: and, um, and kind of gain a bit more wisdom. And, and I feel like the guidance will tell us things about ourselves, things that we could never have known before.
1: Well, it will. The voice of guidance will tell you things about yourself that you wouldn't otherwise be able to know, um, and that is a good thing. But it's also part of the problem, because uh, there's no doubt about it. Not everybody, but some people will have Sky News on in the living room, and Jeremy Vine on in the kitchen, and BBC on in the garage, deliberately, deliberately, so that they don't have to hear anything about themselves so that they don't have to receive any guidance because if they receive any guidance, they know it's gonna tell them to do something they don't wanna do. And I don't mean something bad, I mean something good that they don't wanna do it. The voice of guidance, uh, which everybody would be able to access. It's different for everybody. It'll say a different something to you than it will to me than it will to you. But it will, the common theme is that it will tell us things that enable us to go forward. If you don't want to go forward, listening to the voice of guidance is going to be a problem. And in fact, you're not going to want to do it. You're going to, you're going to pull down the shutters because you're going to be like, no, 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 I'm fine. My life is. If you think my life is fine, right? it's everybody else that's a problem. I'm fine. I don't need to change. I don't need to learn anything. I don't need to adjust. I don't need to grow. I'm fine. Everybody else just needs to sort themselves out. Well, you, you, can't, you can't hear the voice of guidance. You'll, you'll, you'll never hear it.
2: I actually had a conversation once with a, a person that was saying, because I was explaining that not everybody is willing to actually make their life better. Like they're not willing. And this person was saying, uh, no, that's not true. Everybody wants to, It's they don't know how to do it. Nope. And I was trying to explain that it's not because they, because if you, even if you not, don't know what to do, but you want to do it, you find a way. In a way or another, you find it. So, and of course you will make mistakes. And of course the things you need to do, maybe you will not like it at the beginning because maybe you need to face somebody on something or you need to put like another person, you need to keep that person away or you actually need to act on things or make changes that at the beginning you don't really want to, but you have, it's necessary to take on responsibility and, and move forward. And that was the point I was trying to make that not, although it sounds almost crazy, and you say, what do you mean people don't want to? Of course, everybody wants to. And I was trying to explain that it's not really true <laughs> that everybody wants to.
1: It's absolutely not true. I mean, uh, maybe some, maybe most do. Let's, let's be generous and say maybe most do, but there's definitely some, And it's not, I'm not even judging, I'm just observing. Mm-hmm. They, they don't i mean it's the same as it's the same as healing okay so in recent times i have not performed any uh any healing on anybody but in in pre-covid times and a few years before that i would use my late teachers uh methods to to try to physically help heal people and i, I did that quite a bit for a period of time and and then it dawned on me that actually not everybody wants to be well not everybody wants to be healed now I I struggled with that for a little while and then I was giving a talk on healing somewhere and I thought well sorry I'm going to say it Uh, I don't care what the response is I'm going to say it not everybody wants to be healed not everybody who's ill wants to be well and I thought I was going to get absolutely demolished and to my surprise it was a group of healers uh up in leeds to my surprise i got massive loads of nods of heads because they all recognize that absolutely this is true if the only thing you've got in your life is pain and that's what defines you it's what gets you up in the morning it's what it's what puts you to bed at night it's it's what everything that you do in your life is based around that's the only thing you've got when somebody comes along and says i can take this away from you you are not going to let them take it away from you If all you've got in your life Is your um, Sky News Jeremy Vine uh, BBC in the garage If that is your life If that's all you have No judgement But if that's all you have And somebody comes along And says No 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 no, Change the channel mate Turn it off Go in here You ain't going to do it You're not going to want to do it It's understandable really
2: It's the same like when you Have to lose weight Because like Otherwise you're going to get Really unwell Or have diseases, diabetes or whatever. And uh, the person says, no, I I want to lose weight. And then you say, okay, perfect. So you need to exercise every day and you need to like have a certain diet. And then they start to find excuses to have like a very, very fast way to get well. So that's not really wanting to get well. That's trying to have the easiest way to get well. And if it doesn't work, then fine, then you don't do it. And it's the same with parenting. Although it sounds a bit harsh, but it can be as well when you want to parent. Of uh, sometimes, some parents are more like because it's hard. I'm not saying that, I mean for everything. For even my life, for my changes, it's very hard. But
1: well, it, it, you're 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 right. But again, it's, it's we're back to this idea that uh, which I think is at the heart of all this, which is that crowd the crowd isn't wise, right? So so a a wisdom of the crowd, a thing which. Everybody obviously believes, because it's obviously true, is that all healthcare workers are deeply committed to the health of their patients and all teachers are absolutely committed to the well being of their students. That is garbage. That is simply not true. Maybe most of them are, but all of them forget it. No way. No way. And I know it to be true. I know it to be true for my own life. There are teachers, school teachers, they don't give a monkeys. They don't give a damn about their kids. They care about themselves. They care about themselves. Not all, but definitely some. And you can only get at that truth if you're prepared to walk away from the consensus. And, and then we say, well, what's the point of knowing that truth? Well, the point of knowing that truth is, is that if you've got kids and you're going to send them to school and you can't just assume um, that all of the teachers are in it for altruistic purposes. There may be not. So we need to perhaps think about what teachers and what school and what approach is going to be, because they're not all in it for the good. And it's not suspicion and it's not having a depressive view of the world. It's seeing truth and the cliché, the truth sets you free. Yeah.
2: Although that might mean that you have to work harder on certain things, and it would be a bit more difficult path, but then it will be the right path.
1: It might. It might be a more difficult path, um, but since when did anything worthwhile come easily? If you're gonna, if you're gonna want, if you're gonna get something that's worthwhile, it's it's gonna be difficult. It's bound to be. You can't not be. One hundred
2: percent so what can we how can we conclude then what can we say about um these and these um um how do we i don't know anything else we wanted to say to conclude this
1: okay so so the part so the danger of the path of solitude the danger of the path of the hermit is selfishness and self-absorption The danger of the path of the hermit is is that the only person you ever reference or see or think about is yourself and that's not what i'm advocating that's not what this is about the path of the hermit or the path of solitude is is the path that you take if you really want to help people if you really want to help people because the way that you help people maximum is by meeting them with who they really are if you meet the the social image of somebody um and you try to deal with them on their on their social facade their persona then you're not you're not really touching the person you're not really connected with them and you're not really you're not really helping them in any way you've got to meet them as they as they truly are as they deeply are and you can only do that if you can see who they really are and it's not to judge so for example if you if you suspect or know that Somebody that you care deeply about um, is taking a series of actions that are going to screw their life up, okay, that are going to make their life worse. And everybody's nobody else sees that but you, okay. Society says, Well, you might be wrong, so shut up. Who are you to say? But if you followed the path of solitude enough and you can have tuned, out of the noise and into the signal enough, then maybe you're able to say something to that person, which nobody else is gonna say, which would be able to help them to turn their life around. That's what the path of solitude is about. It's not a path, ironically, it's not a path away from people, actually. (laughs) It's a path towards people, but it's a path that's not a part of people. So what's the old saying? Um, to, the path of solitude is to be in the world, but not of it. Mm. That's so. It's not about selfishness. The path of solitude is not you're all stupid. Screw you. I'm going to go off and into my own world. It's not that. That's definitely not what it is. And people that are sitting there with their with their VR uh, goggles on, you know, in the metaverse somewhere, you know, dominating this this metaverse while while the the room around them you know, corrodes into mould and fungus, well, that's not the path of solitude, that's the path of selfishness, that's the path of self-indulgence, of fear. The path of solitude, the path of the hermit is, is that you, in order to help people, you actually have to walk away, disconnect from the noise of people, so that you can hear the signal. And that's- it's not all
2: the time, yeah, it's not that you have to do that all the time and leave. On your own, it's just creating the time to to do it. In some
1: Correct. way, yeah.
2: it makes me think of the lantern, the light. <clears throat> so it's like finding the light within, so then it can properly shine. So then you can actually help to bring light to other people in some way.
1: Well, so the the in the hermit card, the hermit carries a lantern, right? So the the phil- the deep philosophical question is. Who is the lantern for? Does he hold the lantern in order that he may see his own way? And I say he, but it could be she. Um, do they do they hold the lantern that they can see their own way, see where they are going? Or is the lantern there so that others can see where they are and find them?
0: I think it's both, actually. I,
1: I think it's both. I think it's both. But So it's not just... He's got a lantern and he's off like trying to find his way through things. Yes, he's doing that, but it's also, I'm over here, guys. I'm over here. If you really want to know, I'm over here. Yeah. And, and that takes us back to what I said at the start. The crowd is not the repository of knowledge. The crowd is the repository of ignorance and stupidity. What you want, if you really want to uh, get advice from somebody that's not yourself, is seek out somebody that's not in the crowd. You want, a, you want an outside voice. Because they're the people that, that are going to be able to say things which the crowd will, it will be impossible for the crowd to say. It'll be impossible even for the crowd to think.
2: Although you never know, like that's how you need to connect more with yourself because there could be people out there that are against or go like in another kind of direction. But it doesn't necessarily mean they're going in the right direction or completely in the right direction. Maybe for them is the right direction, but not for you. But
0: Correct, it.
1: correct. But the fact, but the the fact that they would be going in their own direction, not the the masses' direction, um, is is in my view would be very useful. Because even if it's even if what they're doing is not for you, the fact that they've freed themselves gives them added insights mm-hmm. that the others don't have.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the goal is here is that the hermit is not saying come follow me; it's saying follow your soul. So it's not to say lead by my example; it's to say find your own self and lead by it. Get led by that inner guidance, inner voice. Because if it was just like come follow me, then it would be basically it's going to create another crowd, and the circle keep going. So it's about following your own soul.
1: Hundred percent. Uh, hundred percent. The hermit is, and the hermit is doubly not interested in in people following them because then they won't be the hermit anymore and they won't have the peace and the solitude anymore so yeah 100 percent. the hermit is saying disconnect from the crowd don't follow me follow yourself yeah.
2: okay. it's amazing what can happen when you actually follow yourself and you start to shine your light and then other people see that and it's like kind of they want to do the same on themselves so that's why you help as well because it's like contagious in some way. So it's...
1: It is, but to, to reiterate, uh, it's not... The, if you go on the path of the hermit and you go on the, the path of solitude, you're not really doing it for you. Mm. I mean, there, there will be obviously some, some selfish uh, motivation for it, but you're not really doing it for you. You're doing it for others. That's really why you're doing it. Um, that's, that's the reason for it. So, so it's not about... It, and it can't be, it won't work. It's not about self-absorption. You have to avoid that.
0: Hmm. Okay, so why don't we wrap up here? And Richard, what? Uh, how can people find you? What maybe books do you have to recommend maybe on this topic? What is the best thing for people to go to from here?
1: Okay, so the website is um, www.thehermitage.org.uk. Lots of things happening there in the coming months. Uh, lots of things already there. Lots more things will be happening. Check that out. Uh, you can get my books there as well. Uh, most recent book is called Soul Strong. Quite a thick book, five uh, hundred odd, six hundred odd pages. So it is quite a, it's quite a lot. But it is, it's broken down into very short chapters. So it is ideal for people who want to, uh, go on a path of self-examination and, and self-discovery over a long period of time that's that's really what it's that's really what it's for so that would be where people could start or take a look at
2: we'll put all right. information anyway in the description below so they can find it okay all right. thank you thank very you much. So much it was a pleasure and an honor to have you as our special guest
1: thank you nice to see you thank you very much
2: yeah i hope right. everybody enjoyed the episode and learn something new. <laughs> and we
0: will see you in the next episode. Yes. Okay. Bye bye.